Hello and welcome to The Nourished Soul. I'm your host, Christopher Ian. I'm here to educate, uplift, and inspire others in the areas of wellness, lifestyle, beauty, and personal growth. My mission is to spread joy and help you to learn to love the skin you're in through physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. We take a holistic approach to wellness to help you on your journey to self-love and living a more high vibe and joyful life. The French have a saying, beyond dans ses peaux, which loosely translate as being well in one's own skin. It's about everything it takes to be comfortable in your skin, from the world we live in, to what we put in and on our bodies to how we care for ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. My mission is to help both women and men fall in love with the skin they're in through my passion for beauty, lifestyle, and wellness. Conversations on the nourished soul will be centered around clean beauty, wellness, yoga, meditation, nutrition, body positivity, spirituality, personal growth, self-care, self-love, and everything high vibe living. So let's dive right into today's podcast episode. What's up, everybody? Let's dive right into today's episode. Um, I really don't have a favorite thing to share with y'all today, um, but I do have a quote And this one particularly is from Darren Hardy, but I've seen it different ways, um, worded different ways. um, So I don't know who the original person is, but the quote for today says, you can only control two things in life, your attitude and your actions. And that's kind of exactly what I want to talk to today. Um, Normally, when I come up with a podcast, I have an idea of what I want to talk about, and I have notes, and I have talking points. Um, This one, we're going to kind of freeball. Like, I don't really have notes per se, but, like, I, this is just something that's really been on my mind lately. Um, It's come up a few times, and I thought, you know what, we're just going to sit down and we're going to talk about this today. So the topic that I kind of want to go over is protecting your energy. And there's a couple different ways that we can talk about that. That can actually be like your physical energy. Um, For me, myself, I'm an empath. So I tend to be really intuitive about other people's energies. I tend to take on some of that. Um, If somebody is feeling some type of way, I usually start to feel that way as well. Um, There's definitely times where I get overwhelmed, particularly like in large groups or public spaces where I really have to go home and kind of decompress a little bit, have some time to myself. And that's something that I'm feeling right now and today was kind of the perfect day because I really had the whole day to myself and kind of was able to really decompress from a lot of things that have been going on in the past like week or two or more. Um, But this whole topic of like protecting your energy, it's not even protecting your physical energy or your mental energy or your emotional energy or your spiritual energy, but also protecting like who you are, that energy that you put out into the world, protecting that. And this comes up because if you know me in person, I can be a very kind of reserved and quiet person. Um, I am a little bit more introverted. And when I'm in groups, I really like to sit back and listen 
and take everything in before I formulate an opinion or a thought. And then once I've kind of formulated those opinion or thoughts, I usually am looking for information or research or something like that to kind of back that up before I really express that opinion to other people. So I come across as very quiet um, because of my background and who I am and also the fact that I teach yoga and Pilates. I'm a very calm quiet, zen person. That definitely comes across to a lot of people. That's who I am. So one of the things that really annoys me is when people try to change other people's energy. Um, For instance, my boyfriend is also very quiet, very calm, very introverted, very reserved, and very shy. He doesn't really like speaking up in public spaces. He doesn't really like having conversations with people that he doesn't know very well. Um, It even took him a long time to really open up to me. Um, But, for instance, with him, when people are constantly trying to get him to, like, open up more or talk more or people say things like, oh, you know, you should really, like, express yourself more. You should really, like talk more say what's on your mind or like people are pressuring him to like what are you thinking about like what's going on like this and the other thing and like that's not who he is so when so many people are constantly telling you that and that's just not who you are as a person it becomes very uncomfortable and you're putting somebody in a very uncomfortable space because you're trying to make them be what you have as an expectation about how a person should be um And I think that that's so wrong and we really need to stop doing this to other people. And it's happened so much in the past like month or two that to be honest and to be frank with y'all, it's starting to piss me off. (laughs) So in my scenario, I had a couple people tell me that I was very um, quiet and that I needed to come out of my shell more and I needed to be more high energy and I needed to be more energetic and I needed to be more like a cheerleader or more rah, rah, woo, woo, and like all that. And that's not who I am. That's not my personality. So when you're told that constantly, you begin to kind of question like who you are or you begin to question like how you're performing. So in this case, um, It was in a place where I was going to be teaching, and the comments that I kept getting was that I needed to bring more energy, that I needed to be more loud, more, you know, rambunctious, more high energy, and that's just not who I am. And it had me, like, really feeling like, oh, maybe I'm not a good teacher because this is the kind of feedback that I keep getting. Though I've been teaching for over 10 years, and every time I've ever had a class, my classes have always sold out with a wait list. My tribe has found me, and people have always loved and respected me as a teacher. My classes are always full. I've had clients follow me from one studio to the other. So even though I've had those experiences, when you're constantly being told you need to change your energy or you need to change who you are as a person, it starts to get to you a little bit. It can be very overwhelming emotionally. And for me, it made me, like, not want to teach at this place because I finally had to say, you know, it's very uncomfortable to be keep, to have somebody keep telling me, and it wasn't just one person there, it was, like, multiple people at this studio, to keep saying you need to be more high energy or whatever, and it's like, that's just not who I am. So it made me feel like 
And I told them this. I'm like, this is not a good fit for me. I just don't think that I'm the teacher that you're looking for. And that's okay because I spent a really long time working on myself so that I could be comfortable with myself and I can love who I am. And I'm not going to change that for anybody. And what you have as an expectation about who I should be in a person says more about you and not about me. And one of my favorite things that I always like to say and one of the quotes that I always kind of go back to is, honey, if I'm not your tea, honey, if I'm not your cup of tea, don't drink it. Which means if I'm not for you, you don't have to follow me. You don't have to subscribe to me. You don't have to support me. You don't have to like me. You can keep scrolling on social media, whatever the case may be. I am always going to be 100% authentic and true to who I am as a person. If you don't like that, that's your problem. It's not my problem. And it also makes me think about what RuPaul always says, is if those bitches don't pay your bills, you pay them no mind. So that also means, like, we shouldn't let other people's opinions affect us. So it got me thinking about ways that we can protect our energy and not just, like, in the sense of, being around people who zap your energy, we all know those like emotional, you know, mental energy vampires that just suck the life out of you when you're with them. So it's a little bit more than that. It's also protecting your energy in a way that you can stay true to who you are. So I want to go over a couple things that I personally do um, that have been really helpful for me. And I hope that they're really helpful for you guys as well. And y'all can always tell when I'm riled up because I talk fast. When I start talking fast, that's when I'm so just so you know. So uh, number one is be aware of how you're feeling. And I think that it's very important for us as people, um, and we want to protect our energy, that we're aware of how we're feeling. So if you're feeling some type of way, you need to be aware of that. You need to recognize that. And then you need to take steps to change that or to remedy that situation. So if you're feeling very uncomfortable, or whatever the case may be, you need to take the steps that it's going to take to resolve that. So for me, in the case of the studio, I felt very uncomfortable. I didn't really feel super welcomed there as a teacher. So I was knew that it was going to be better off for me mentally and emotionally if I just decided to not teach there than for me to try to pretend to be somebody that I wasn't. Number two is setting boundaries. And this is really huge as well. So if we are doing things that we don't really want to do or don't bring us joy, it's going to zap our energy. And again, going back to the case of the studio, the whole process of everything that I was going through with them made teaching not fun. I was getting very stressed out. I was very anxious and just whenever I had to go there, I started to become very unhappy. And then I had to stop and think that this year for 2021, I decided to only pursue things that were going to bring me joy. So I really had to stop and think like, is working, teaching at this studio going to bring me joy? In the moment, it was not. So I decided that it wasn't the place for me. And I told them, you know, I don't think that this is a good fit and I'm going to move on. So that's setting boundaries. So I really had to stop and think about like, Sure, I could have kept teaching there and been miserable and got my paycheck, but like that wasn't going to bring me joy. And I really needed to set some boundaries. And those boundaries were that I was going to remain true to who I was and I was going to teach the way that I felt the most comfortable teaching. Number three kind of goes with um, setting boundaries, and that's learning to say no. 
So in a case where you feel off or you feel like this is the best thing for you, have that courage to say no. You need to protect your energy and saying no is a huge way that you can do that. Number four is trust your intuition. Um, I am a very intuitive person. I know this um, immediately if I can trust people. Um, I know immediately when I step into a space if it feels welcoming or if it feels unsafe. So I have really honed that skill of listening to my intuition and following it. So when you get a thought or a voice, just kind of pause and really think about what that is. Kind of like um, dissect it a little bit and then make some decisions from there because your intuition usually is 100% right and I highly suggest you follow it. Very few people do. Number five is surround yourself with like-minded people. Find your tribe. Um, this has been coming up for me a lot lately, too, and my boyfriend and I just had a conversation about this last night. And as we are both Christian people and we try to do things to be in service to other people and to help other people, we try to live our lives in these very positive spaces that whenever somebody negative comes around, we want to just detach from that person. Um, I don't have the time for negativity in my life. I find and have come across a lot of people who like to dwell in the negative um, spaces. It's almost like they get off on the struggle, like they're addicted to the struggle. They're addicted to living in a negative space. And you know those people, they're always complaining. They're always whining. They have the whole victim mentality. And when you live in that space and you become like so attached to being in that space, it's really hard for other people to be around you. So whenever I am around somebody um, that is kind of having that negative um, energy, I have to pull myself out of it because being an empath, I, it's very easy for me to get drawn into that. So I have to make sure that I'm not getting drawn into that energy. And that happened today with a conversation that I was having with somebody um, that completely went off topic. Uh, this person was already in a bad mood, reacted to what I was saying, and interpreted it in ways that I don't even know how they got to that point and basically was just reading me for filth. Um, and I was just flabbergasted. I was totally taken back because I don't know how the conversation got there. And I decided to just walk myself out of the conversation. I decided to say, you know what, obviously you're working through some stuff. I think you're misunderstanding what I'm trying to say. And I'm going to just step out of the conversation have a good day, and I will talk to you at another time. And that person came back and started messaging me and, like, you know, telling me they're going through stuff and this and their thing. And while I really wanted to be there to support that person, I felt like that person was so attached to staying in that negative space that they were already in, that they were using me to vent, that I wasn't going to allow that. So at the same time, I was also setting boundaries because I'm like, I'm not going to allow you to mistreat me and to attack me because you're already in a negative headspace. 
and I don't need you to draw me into your drama, so I'm going to back off. When you've come to a place where you can talk level-headed and you want to have a conversation with me, we can pick that up at a later time. So that definitely, like, surrounding yourself with like-minded people is super important. Um, as I dive a little bit more into my Christianity, I want to surround myself with Christian people. I want to surround myself with positive people who are working to better themselves. I want to surround myself with people who are working to better the people around them. I don't have time for negative energy or negative people. I want to focus on the good. And it's not me sticking my head in the sand. It's not me ignoring things. It's not me being fake or not being authentic. It's not me trying to stick my head in the sand and pretend that everything is all you know, rainbows and unicorns. That's not the case. I deal with some very negative, heavy stuff I had over my whole entire life, and I still do. I just choose to not let myself be dragged down by that. And I choose to not stay in that space. I choose to focus on the positive things that I do have in my life so that I can get out of that negative space faster. So one of the huge things that I found is just surrounding myself with like-minded people. Surround yourself with the type of people that you want to be. And those people are going to be there to support you. Number six, choose how you react. This also goes back to that scenario I was just telling you just now, is that I chose to react by pulling myself out of the conversation. I could have been offended and I could have went off on this person because I felt very attacked for no reason whatsoever and I felt misunderstood. Um, but I chose to react in a way that didn't pull me into that negative space. I chose to just pull out of the conversation and to continue going about my day. I went and I read some of my Bible. I read some affirmations. And I was able to bring myself out of that situation and back into a more positive headspace. So choose how you react. There's very few things, like the quote that I said, that we can control in our lives. You can control your opinions. You can control your perspective of things. You can control how you treat people. You can control your actions. And you can choose how you choose to react to things. So one of the things that my yoga teacher always told me is that yoga doesn't make you perfect. What it does is it allows you to pause and think before you react. So that time when we are, you know, instigated or there's some kind of a stimulus before we react, usually that we react so instantly, and sometimes it's not in a really good, positive space. But yoga allows you to kind of lengthen that reaction time so that you can really stop, take a breath, go within, and then choose how you're going to react. So I always think about that. So another reason why I tend to be very calm, very quiet, and withdrawn is because I'm taking everything in and I'm choosing how I'm going to react. I don't initially really jump at things. I usually listen to my intuition and, you know, kind of take in all of the information that I can, and then I choose to react. So choosing to how you react to things is 100% something that you can control, and that protects your energy because you're not going to get yourself into these uncomfortable situations or spaces where you probably didn't need to be or don't even want to be. Number seven is cleanse your space. This also can be like cleanse yourself. So 
whenever I have these moments where I feel I've been drawn into some negative energy or I've had negative energy around me, I go home, I light incense, I light candles, I sage or do Palo Alto and then, um, not Palo Alto, uh, Palo Santo. Oh my God, I can't think of what it is right now, but y'all know. Anyway, (laughs) and then I take time to meditate. Like this morning when my um, friend was trying to draw me into this conversation, I came home, I opened up the windows so that I could let fresh air into the house. I lit incense. I took some time to take some deep breaths. I meditated a little bit. I read in the Bible. I read some affirmations and it totally got me out of that space. So I was clearing out all of the negative energy so that I could get back into a space where I felt more happy and I was able to experience joy. Uh, Number eight is others' negative thoughts say more about them than they do about you. Listen to that one again. What people say about you says more about them than it does about you. This goes back to what I said earlier about if I'm not your cup of tea, then don't sip it. So one of the things that really annoys me, excuse me, and this came up recently is on YouTube when you put up a YouTube video, people have the options to thumbs up it, which means they like it, or thumbs down it, which means they didn't like it. And then they can comment, and then they can also, I believe, send messages. I don't know. Um, But I was looking at a video, and it didn't have many views, but it had a lot of thumbs down. But it only had a few comments, and all of the comments were positive comments. And then it got me thinking, like, what was the intention of thumbs downing that video? Like, what are you trying to say? Did you not like the way I did the video? Did you not like the review? Did I say something incorrect? Why did you thumbs down the video? Because there was no comments in the comment section that related to why there would be a thumbs down. So then I started thinking, are these people who are just unhappy and they're thumbsing it down on themselves? without having any kind of, like, positive criticism. So if you didn't like something that I said in the video, you could have left a comment, or if I said something incorrectly, you could have left a comment that corrected me. You could have said, oh, that ingredient isn't this, it's this, or whatever the case may be. But to just thumbs down it without any kind of constructive criticism letting me know, like, what I did wrong or what you didn't like about the video, to me it just seems really, um, like, I don't know, shady or bitchy, like... You just thumbs down it to thumbs down it without giving any reason. It also goes back to when I first started doing videos, there is a, (laughs) and if anybody's listening, you might know this or not, there is an online forum called The Gossip Bakery where people pretty much just annihilate uh, people that are on YouTube. They judge them. They say really harsh, critical things about them. They're always being really critical about people. And some of the things they say are just downright mean, rude, disrespectful, um, a little shocking at times that people think that way about other people. And it makes me think of the mean girl's coat when she was asking, like, um, I forget what he said, but he said something along the lines of, oh, well, they're just bored with their own lame lives. 
And when people have negative things to say about you, it's usually because it's they're coming from an unhappy place or they see something in you that they don't like about themselves. So when people are constantly giving you negative um, comments or negative opinions, it says more about who they are than it says about you. Um, they could be very unhappy. They are dealing with something that they don't want to deal with. They see something in you that they don't like about themselves. It's never really about you. It's usually about that person. And I wish that people would just stop with that. Like, you don't have to tear other people down to make yourself feel better. There's other ways you can do that. So just know that you don't have to let those negative thoughts and opinions get to you. They really have nothing to do with you. And I would just move on from them. We tend to latch on to those because... They, they hurt. They hit our heart and they hurt. But think of all the positive feedback, comments, and everything else that you're getting and focus on the positive instead of the negative haters who have nothing better to do with their lame and boring lives. Number nine is be true to yourself. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Stay true to who you are. Live the life that you want as long as you're not harming other people. Think about being positive, thinking about living your true self and being your most authentic self, not hiding yourself or minimizing yourself for anybody. You do you, boo. And number 10 is what I like to call weed the garden. And this is basically removing anything toxic in your life, removing toxic people, removing toxic situations, taking yourself out of spaces that feel very toxic. Um, if someone has very toxic energy, getting away from that. So weeding the garden, um, and I can give you a very good example of this, is my best friend of over 20 years and I always had a very competitive friendship. And we were always competing for different things. Um, for instance, his husband was somebody that I was interested in first and um, my friend went after him instead and tried to get him before I could so that I didn't get like the opportunity to date him. Um, just a very competitive relationship like that. And finally, after 20 years, I had gotten to a point where I was starting to really work on myself and realized that like this friendship was very toxic. As much as I love him, and even to this day, I still care about him and wish him well, and I hope that he is having a good life, and um, I had to basically tell him, like, I don't think we can be friends anymore. I feel like our relationship is very negative. I feel like you bring a lot of toxic energy, and you're not a good friend. You're not very supportive. When I'm around you, I actually feel worse about myself. And I want to surround myself with people that lift me up. And I felt like he was always trying to hold me down out of jealousy or whatever the case may be. Um, so that he was always trying to one-up me and be better. And I had to let go of that relationship. And it caused me a lot of stress at first. But I can tell you now that like that was probably one of the best things that I've ever done. I have recently reached out to him and talked to him, but, like, I'm not opening up the door to the friendship like it used to be. I just now, because of everything that's gone on in the past year with COVID, wanted to make sure that he, him and his husband were safe and that they were doing well, and that was pretty much it. So I wouldn't open that friendship door back up to him because I don't think that he's changed or matured. Um, and again, it's just not an energy that I want to be around. So... 
that was a lot. <laughs> I hope you guys got something out of that. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach out to me. My DMs are always open on Instagram at number 4 Again, it's super helpful if you can uh, comment and rate this podcast and subscribe as well. Until next week, stay well and stay fabulous. Bye.